Hello, and welcome to You Lost Me at Namaste, where we discuss all things wellness, well-being, and spirituality at the real world 101 level. I'm well-being alchemist and your host, Michelle Schoenfeld, and I am thrilled that you're joining me today. I am back in Washington, D.C. I left Bodrum, Turkey this past week to make the journey. So you may hear different background noises, not necessarily the chickens <laughs> that I had in Turkey. You may hear some cars. Um, just to let you know, I'm back in the city and very excited. And my first guest, now that I'm back in the U.S., is a really talented ancestral healer and medium. We have not done this on the show before, so I am so incredibly excited to introduce her to all of you. And so let's welcome together Meredith Rubin Daniels. Welcome, Meredith. You lost me at Namaste. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> so you actually found this podcast and found me um, through A Girl in the Universe. Is that correct? Uh-huh. Wonderful. Yeah. Wonderful. I love when all of us kind of cosmic healers come together and find each other. Definitely the universe leads us where we need to be. <laughs> yes, Absolutely. So um, Meredith had reached out to me as uh, she's an ancestral healer and medium and deals with generational emotional mapping. And I was really excited because when you approached me, there's a lot of things in my own toolbox that I do as an energy healer, but this is something I don't do. And I wasn't really familiar with it. So I'm so excited to have you on as an expert explaining this to the audience. Thank you. Yeah, it's something that a lot of people really don't know a whole lot about. So I'm excited to be able to share it with people and kind of spread the word. And it really, what it, it helps with like physical ailments and re removing blocks and fears and anxieties and so many things in, um, in healing and like just living a better life. It's yeah. a really important component. Yes, absolutely. A lot of people don't realize that like 99% of our physical ailments began as emotions first. So it's really um, being able to clear those emotions is such a huge factor in our overall health and well-being. It really is. I, I've shared with my audience before that I was diagnosed, oh, 10 years ago with thoracic outlet syndrome, which is really painful on my left side and arm. And it lasted for a couple of years. I was also in a very unhealthy relationship and had been very sad for a lot of years and was just bottling it up and not really talking about it. And then it manifested in this major pain. And it turns out I never even had thoracic outlet syndrome. Oh Once my I was God. able to clear the pain and clear uh, the source of it. Um, mm -hmm. It was amazing how different I felt. And not only was it the source in this lifetime, but it was going back generational. <laughs> yeah. So when I heard what you do, I was like, wow, we need to know more. Um, before we dive right into what it is and what you do, if you don't mind, would you share with everybody a little bit about your background, like how, when you realized that you're a healer, what was kind of the catalyst for you waking up to your gifts? Yeah. So, um, it really kind of goes back to when my dad passed away unexpectedly when I was 21. Um, up until that point, I had had like a surface level belief in, um, you know, the afterlife and our loved ones can connect with us and send signs and that sort of thing. Um, but I hadn't really dug deep into it. Um, and once my dad passed away, I was like, you know, I'm not ready to live a life without a relationship with him, but I need to know for sure that these signs that I think are from him are actually from him. So I decided that 
I wanted answers from a medical doctor saying that, yes, there is an afterlife, which I know sounds crazy. Um, but I actually ended up finding this book called Evidence of the Afterlife, The Science of Near-Death Experiences by Dr. Jeffrey Long. And I read it and I was like, okay, I'm on board. Let's do this. And so that was kind of the catalyst for my whole spiritual journey. And since then, it's been um, just this process of, you know, going to healers and having readings and realizing that I wanted to do something spiritual and, you know, from a healing aspect with my life, but having to figure out what that actually was and what that would look like and what my gifts actually were. Um, and then kind of cross in there, uh, becoming a mom. And, um, when I was pregnant with my oldest, I took this hypno babies class that opened the rabbit hole for all things natural, crunchy. That's where the essential oils came in. And um, a hypno baby class. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. I've said before, if we could teach children how to meditate, we could change the world in one generation. So just starting any of this from the time they're babies. Oh my gosh. I love that. So this hypno babies is actually um, for a natural childbirth. So having it an starts that whole process of being open, yeah. it being yeah. open to like, I just love it. Like, love it. That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it was amazing being able to like meditate every day, you know, like have that be part of, um, you know, the pregnancy and then having a peaceful birth yeah. um, to bring your child into the world is really amazing. So, and not on um, drugs and crazy and bright and yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so as I got into the, um, essential oils, I met all sorts of amazing people. And one of them said to me, Hey, I'm getting certified in this thing called gem. Um, and it incorporates healing and oils, you know, can I do a session for you? And I was like, healing and oils. Heck yes, you can do a session for me. So, um, at the time i had had maybe like four or five periods back after having my youngest and they were horrendous. Like I was calling my mom saying, how old were you when you went through menopause? Because I'm like <laughs> trying to do the math, like how much more am I going to have to experience this? And, um, so we worked on that in the session and I like barely noticed that my period's there anymore. Like it wow. completely cleared it all that pain, all the crampy, everything. And this was um, after your first baby? After my third. Okay. That's what I was just going to yeah. say to the audience is she's such a cute, young, petite little brunette who is <laughs> married with three beautiful children. And the reason I like to point that out is because so often people have a stereotype in their mind of what healers look like, especially mm -hmm. if you say something like generational or shadow work or energy healing you know, we just assume it's like patchouli wearing hippie, natural fiber, like a little, maybe dreadlock going on. And there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. Like I always tell people do you do right. you, but healers also come as housewives, mothers, mainstream media. <laughs> like <laughs> it, it has nothing to do with how you look, where you live, what you do for a living outside of your healing. Um, right. Especially now as more and more of us are waking up, you know, especially in the last five to 10 years. Um, yeah. and I just, I love that. I like when it breaks kind of the, um, the norm of what people expect, you know, yes. and anybody listening to the show is already pretty awake or you wouldn't be listening to the show, of course, 
Right. But it's very <laughs> mainstream. That's why it's called you lost me at namaste. Cause there's so many people who just tune out when they hear that. And I was one of those people 15 years ago. Um, but there's really wonderful ways that you can be a healer, make a huge impact in the world, change people's lives, help teach them how to heal themselves and still be like a mom and a wife and fun and, you know, living however you choose to live. So yeah, absolutely. so adorable. We're doing this interview on Zoom, so I get to see her. And she just is so cute, this big, beautiful smile, (laughs) really beautiful brown eyes. Um, Okay, so let's go back a little bit. GEM stands for Generational Emotional Mapping, and that's part of the ancestral healing. Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so would you explain, like, let's just dive in and explain what exactly does that mean, ancestral healing? Yeah, so, um, you know, we were talking earlier about how our emotions affect our physical bodies, um, you know, and obviously our emotions as well, you know, anxiety, depression, those types of things, um, limiting beliefs, all of that. And um, when we talk about ancestral healing, we are taking those emotions back further. So GEM is on the, the first level is based on Dr. Bruce Lipton's work with epigenetics and how we are able to control our genes based on our beliefs. And, you know, just because everybody in your family had cancer doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have cancer. You know, you're able to control whether that manifests or not. Um, But the next level to that is that our emotions control those beliefs, but most of those emotions are subconscious. So we have to get to the subconscious to change those emotions. It's not just as simple as saying, oh, I'm healthy or I'm not going to get cancer. You know, we have to really get to that deep level to where our subconscious mind truly believes that. Um, And then to take it a level further, our emotions um, are passed down from previous generations. So if somebody experiences a trauma in their life, Um, something as big as, you know, fighting in a war, losing a baby, going through famine or living through the depression down to a two-year-old getting lost from their mom in the grocery store for a few minutes, you know, anything that is traumatic to that person, if they don't process those emotions and heal it, those emotions become embedded in your DNA and get passed down from generation to generation until somebody heals it. So those emotions actually become like louder and louder. So they can, you know, start off as, you know, one thing for one person. And then the next generation, it could manifest as, you know, anxiety. The next generation, it could manifest as disease. It, you know, it, it's different for everybody in every situation. Um, But most of the emotions that we have that are controlling our daily lives don't even belong to us. And we don't even realize that. Right. So with especially like when people have um, an unusual fear of something, they don't know why, Mm -hmm. like, why is somebody afraid of a bird? There's no reason nothing ever happened to them. Why are they afraid of a bird or, you know, um, afraid of flying or um, I'll be honest with the listeners. We did a session, which I'll talk about later because I want you to Mm -hmm. keep explaining. But for me, I'll just say is fear of not having enough money, fear of not Mm -hmm. having enough money in my life, but I'm financially stable. I don't have a reason not to fear like I had a very humble childhood. I've had things in my past, but there's no evidence now. And so we did, we worked on that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, it was really interesting. Like 
that's a big issue for me. I have a couple big issues that I can't necessarily explain why they rule my mind so much. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was really interesting. And I, I do want to go into that later because I think the audience would be interested to see how you actually do a session. Um, okay. So it's basically like healing things that have happened maybe to your mom, to your, your grandmother, to your great, great grandfather on your father's side. Right. It's like uh-huh. somewhere in your past family line, something that's happened gets passed yeah. down subtly that can lead to a physical ailment, a phobia, um, just emotions that you can't necessarily explain. Like you're not really aware of why you have these emotions, but they mm-hmm. affect your life. Whether right. you realize it or not, there's just something there, some kind of a block. Yeah. 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 And that's something that's so big, especially with things like anxiety and depression, where so many people say I'm having a panic attack and I don't know why there was no trigger. There was no nothing. Like all of a sudden, you know, there's no explanation for why I'm feeling this way. I just am. Um, well, even and for a so, lot of depression, you're right. Like if you look at the commercials for, um, you know, the pharmaceuticals, one of the signs of like a true depression is coming from out of the blue, right? Mm-hmm. It's not like your boyfriend broke up with you or something sad happened where there's a reason to be depressed for a short term. People can't explain like, I I'm healthy. I have a nice family. Why am I depressed? Right. They might not even and like, Oh, well wait, it's chemical, right? That's why pharmaceuticals work because it's chemical. It's like, well, or is it chicken or the egg? It's like, well, yeah, maybe it's chemical because of all the anxiety and the emotion surrounding it that changes our DNA. Like we know the, like the placebo effect is real. We know that it's proven that people can think themselves healthy. Like Mm -hmm. we know that. So it would make sense that you could have this weird anxiety, not weird, but you can have things that cause depression, but you don't even know why you don't know why you're depressed. Like it's sunny. I'm healthy. I have enough money. People love me. Meanwhile, I feel unloved and depressed. Why do I feel unloved? Yeah. Like, oh, let's go find the source of that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so then that's what you do, right? So uh-huh. then you come in and you do this like mediumship work through the generational emotional mapping mm-hmm. and do the ancestral healing. So am I saying it right? That, that's all the components? Yeah. Okay. All right. So can you explain a little bit like how you do it? Like kind of what the process is, what somebody would expect in a session? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I use energy testing. So I do the heel toe energy testing where I stand up. And um, when I ask for a yes answer, my body leans forward. When I ask for a no answer, my body leans backwards. So about your clients, you'll ask something about your clients. Yeah. And then you see how your body reacts. Right. So I'll tap into their energy field. um, And we will start working with, um, you know, what is the root of the issue. So did it begin in your spiritual childhood, in your spiritual adulthood, in the integration from the spiritual realm into the physical realm? Was it something that started in your earth life? Um, you know, where did it begin? Did it begin with a specific family member? Did it begin with um, the universal family, which is, you know, all souls ever created? Um And then what factors contributed? So was it lies? Was it negative emotions? Was it evil, which is just, you know, not something to be super scared of, just it means the intention to do harm. Um, Because everything we're talking about are things that have already happened. Like, right. Right. Something to be afraid of because in the past, it's already happened. It's past. It's survived. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it, so this is just figuring out where that misperception happened that caused this 
um, disruption in your energy field that's causing you to have whatever issue that you need to work on. So um, from there, we get into the essential oils, which for people who aren't uh, super familiar with them, they do have amazing physical properties. So, you know, peppermint is great for digestive issues or, you know, respiratory stuff. And let me pause you on that one for a minute and go back to in the session, because we did do a session and I thought it was wonderful. Mm -hmm. Um, It was very interesting, very eye opening, And I would say probably 70 to 80% of the time, the answer was exactly what I thought it would have been. There was a couple uh-huh. surprises for me, but mostly yeah. it resonated as, yeah, that makes sense. Um, so you would ask questions and then you would see how you reacted to know if it was a yes or no answer, but uh-huh. then it was specific. If we're going to talk about ancestral. So you'd be like, is this from your mother's side or your father's side? Mm-hmm. Right. That was the right. And then if it was yeah. from the mother's side, it'd be like, okay. And then where on the mother's side, is it back one generation four gen? Like you would keep asking questions until you could find you're like, okay, seven generations back on your mother's side or two generations back on your father's side and uh-huh. kept asking questions. And then where, and then we'd go to where that was. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah. Because I wasn't sure, you know, as a, a strong believer, obviously in the law of attraction, um, what we focus on expands, um, in our ability to manifest as well as, our souls having multiple lives as mm-hmm. there's lessons that we need to learn, but also experiences that we want to have in the human condition. And they're not always all good. Sometimes we, we choose to have very difficult experiences because we want to experience those emotions or those lessons. So right. I was coming at this from going, okay, so how does that explain? Like my physical body is just physical. It's not, you know, it's not who I am. I am the soul mm-hmm. inside and my right. souls had many lives. So how is my soul being affected by physical DNA that can be mapped to my mother and my grandfather, my, right? Mm-hmm. So I did that. If you don't mind, could you kind of just explain that a little bit? Like how does uh, three generations back on my mother's side, a traumatic event affect me now? Yeah. So, um, you know, obviously from that soul perspective, our souls remember all the things, you know, all of the lives, all of our experiences, um, whether we're incarnated on earth or in the spirit realm, we have all of it imprinted on us. So from that aspect, it's all there. But from a physical aspect, there have actually been studies done showing that trauma gets passed down genetically. So, um, there was an experiment done with mice where they took a mouse and put him in a box with cherry blossoms and shook the box and did this for several days. And then, you know, a week or so later, they had the mouse reproduce and they looked at all of the offspring for multiple generations. And all of the offspring were not only afraid of the scent of cherry blossoms, despite never having been shaken, but they also had more cherry blossom smelling receptors in their noses and a larger area of their brain dedicated to cherry blossom scent recepting, I guess. Wow. I don't know all the the scientific words, but it's a physical thing um, that actually passed down. They expose them to cherry blossom and shake them. So they associate the smell of cherry blossoms with something very scary. Mm -hmm. Then they get them pregnant. 
mm-hmm. their babies are then afraid of the smell of cherry blossoms. Yeah. And their babies' babies. Yep. And they're more susceptible to it so they can stay away from cherry blossoms even more than their parents could. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I love when we can incorporate science into this as well. It's like, you know, we can't always prove everything, but I also still don't understand how I can take a picture with my cell phone and send it to your cell phone in a second. (laughs) Like (laughs) I still don't understand that. So we don't have to understand everything. We just know that it is, it is, it is what it is, you know, but I love when we can have some science back up some of this stuff. Um, uh, that's really amazing. Yeah. Okay. So then you, so somebody comes to you and they have, um, what are some of the common things? Like, are there some things that are just more common than others that people come to you for? Um, I would say anxiety has probably been the biggest thing. Um, and like specific I've, or like for me, it was fear um, of lack of money. Are they that specific or just across the board anxiety? Just kind of across the board anxiety. Okay. Um, so that's been a big one. Some have been more specific to like specific conditions or, um, you know, traumas that they've had. Um, I had one where, um, she was a mom and during the birth of her second baby, uh, there were some issues and they ended up having to take her uterus and she wanted to have more kids. And so it led to a lot of anxiety and depression, um, for her. I've, um, dealt with some fertility issues. Um, I'm trying to think what else. Um, it's really, I mean, just kind of across the board. I helped somebody with um, chronic back pain, somebody with a shoulder injury. Yeah. Um, so, so, okay, so somebody comes to you with say, like, we'll say anxiety then, because I feel like, you know, in this day and age and this, what's going on in the world, a lot of people are suffering from anxiety. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, and, you know, so there's a lot of triggers that maybe we weren't aware of. Um, that have kind of manifested. So somebody comes to you and you do this um, ancestral healing, the generational emotional mapping to figure out where it's coming from, right? Mm -hmm. Father's side or mother's side, how far back you've identified it. And then that's when then you start bringing in the essential oils, correct? Uh, So we actually bring in the oils before we get to the how many generations back, but ah, okay. Um, so let's bring you back to there then. Cause that's where I cut you off yeah. so we're now to the essential oils. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, the oils have lots of great properties to help us physically, but they also have amazing emotional and spiritual properties to them as well. And so, um, what we do is I have a list of all the oils and, um, you know, they're all in columns and numbered and, you know, all the things. And so I will, just read through the numbers to figure out which oil it is that we need. Um, and a lot of this, I'm using numbers instead of the actual words, just so the energy of the words isn't influencing the testing. Absolutely. Um, and so we figure out, okay, which oil do we need? And then which emotions that are associated with that oil are showing up in your energy field. So uh, we write down the emotions and then we figure out, okay, how far back do these emotions go? Are they on your mom's side or your dad's side? And then which chakra should we apply the oil to? So if you have the oils with you, that's great. If you don't, it's totally fine. We just place your hand over that chakra and set the intention that, you know, the oil is there. 
And then I read um, what I like to call the magic words. I named it that for my kids and I just kind of liked it. So that's just what I call it now, Um, which is a script that incorporates the affirmation that goes along with that particular oil. So each oil has its emotions and it also has an affirmation. Can you give an example? Do you mind? Like, can we just pick one to give an example so people know what we're talking about? Um, sure. Hey, you know what? Let me grab my book. Yeah. So I'm not um, going to be able to make one up on the spot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, for sure. I'm trying um, to think. Uh, okay. So here is, um, Ylang Ylang. The emotions being addressed with Ylang Ylang are feeling overstressed, grief, sadness, and feeling uptight. And the affirmation is that it helps release addictions and emotional trauma from my heart. So, um, so then when you put your hand over, would it be your, which chakra, then how do we know which chakra that's going with it? We test it for it. You test it. Okay. Yeah. So for mine, I have Ylang Ylang in my script and (laughs) it was, um, the generation was seven F. So that means seven generations back father's side. Uh huh. Okay. And then the chakra was the second chakra. Mm -hmm. Yep. So your sacral chakra. Yep. Just below my belly button. And, um, that's, it says 63% addressed. Yeah. So after we do, uh, after we say the magic words for each oil, we test to see how much of the issue we have addressed so far and we keep going until we get to a hundred percent. So when we were doing this, um, actually, well, I cut you off. Do you want to finish what you're talking about? And then we'll go through mine. Um, sure. Yeah. So, uh, with the magic words, we incorporate the affirmation from the, that particular oil. And what that does is it infuses the positive energy from the affirmation into your energy field, which then neutralizes the negative energy of the emotions and allows it to clear out of your energy field, which then allows your body to realign and heal that way. Okay. So, um, yeah, because, you know, our bodies are capable of healing themselves as long as they are improper alignment. Um, you know, when things are out of whack, that's when it's difficult for us to heal. Everything is about alignment, everything, right? (laughs) Those days that we just feel good and you wake up and you feel inspired and like your eyes feel clear and you just feel good. Those Mm -hmm. are days we're in alignment (laughs) and the days we're feeling like a little draggy or a little like melancholy. We're not in alignment. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. Everything, the whole goal of everything is not only balance, but alignment, yeah. yeah. Okay. For sure. All right. So then you identify which essential oil will help address that particular issue, what chakra mm-hmm. it is like kind of being stuck in. Uh-huh. And then you say some words to help release it. Yes. Right. Okay. And so then after you do this, after you go through everything and you have mm-hmm. all the different oils chosen for that particular person's issues, uh-huh. then like for me, you made, you made a concoction of them. Yep. We make a little personal roller and figure out what oils, um, to put in there. So we test again for that. And that just helps kind of tie up any little loose energetic ends that are floating out there. Um, okay. So that's interesting that you're saying that because, so I already shared that my, the issue I said, well, you know what, let's address this fear I have of like, what happens when I'm older? What if I don't have enough money? (laughs) Mm -hmm. right? Like it's just, I get anxiety sometimes about 
what is going to happen in seven years? What's going to happen in 10 years? What's going to happen in 20 years? And if my cancer taught me anything and my awakening, my awakening taught me anything, it was to live in the moment, Mm -hmm. like live in the moment, enjoy where you are, be present. Yeah. There is no guarantee of anything. I could be hit by a bus tomorrow. Where am I now? How am I living my life now? How much in alignment am I now? Like, Mm -hmm. of course we want to be smart. Like you want to save and you want to know, like, you know, you want to be smart about your future, but not to the point where it causes anxiety and holds you back from living in the present. So for me, that's something I always have to work on. So we did um, a session and um, then when it came time to, for you to do the the testing to see how much has been addressed, Mm -hmm. what my issue is, what, what side of the family, where in the generation and what chakra, um, let me see, one, two, three, four, five, six. It took us six tests, like six times of you doing this to get uh-huh. to hundred percent. But mm-hmm. in six, like six of these, like you asking questions back and forth, six kind of clearings of the chakra, six essential oil, we were able to get to hundred percent addressed, uh-huh. which I thought was great. Like you seemed yeah. like that was good. Sometimes it uh, takes a lot more. Sometimes it takes multiple sections. So Mm -hmm. this was good. Again, I'm an energy healer. I'm connected to my guides. I was very open to this. Right. You know, I was, I was as much as possible able to release the resistance and be in this. Mm -hmm. So for me, I think maybe it was a little quicker than it would be for other people possibly. Like you said, depending on how deep it is, it could take multiple sessions, but I thought it was a really great experience. Um, and, uh, things we, it was mother's side, mother's side, father's side, father's side, mother's side, father's side. It was pretty split. What was interesting is the majority, all but one, were seven generations back. Yeah. Seven generations back on mother or father. There was just one that was three generations back on mother, which had been my great, great grandmother. Um, so I just, it was interesting. You know, it was very interesting. I, I, I really enjoyed the whole process. But what I want to, ask you now, and this is like not even really part of the show is so we did all this and it was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I loved it. And you said, I was in Turkey at the time mm-hmm. and you sent me my little roller. You offered to send it to Turkey, which I so appreciate, but I knew I was coming <laughs> home. So I just received it. Um, I'm really excited to be using it, but that means that there was about maybe what a two week period, two and a half week period between when we did the session and I got the roller. Uh-huh. So let me tell you what happened last week. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm a woman who has a fear of spending money on things that we don't need to, right? Like, yeah, I got to the air. I'm almost embarrassed to admit this, but I'm going to just because like, this is the real world. And I'm also <laughs> like, okay, Schumann resonance. Um, like, what am I not paying attention to? What is the universe trying to tell me? And since you are a medium, if you pick up on something, let me know. I get to the airport to fly home. Mm-hmm. They don't have a ticket for me. This is a return ticket. I missed my flight by three days. What? Three days. Three days. I got the dates wrong. I had an itinerary in front of me. I showed him the itinerary. I showed him the confirmation code, but it turns out back in January when I bought my ticket, I had bought it and then changed it like a day later because of the COVID tests and like what was going on with the COVID. And I totally forgot because I did it in January. So I missed my flight by three days, had to buy a brand new ticket day of one way at the airport. Oh, I'm not gonna even God. say how expensive it was. It was crazy expensive. So for somebody already who has a fear of like that kind of thing. Right. Like I was, and I cried. I don't usually cry. Now crying is like 
release of emotion. I was just yeah. so frustrated by this point because I almost missed the flight and I wasn't going to get home and I wanted to see my kids. Right. But it was like, what the heck? I don't do those kind of things ever. I travel a ton and it was so expensive. Then I get home the next day. I'm laying on the couch, jet lag, five in the morning, scrolling through my phone, my phone that's only a year old, my iPhone dies. I go to the Apple store. Can't be fixed. I'm just past the warranty. I have to buy all new phone, whole new phone. Oh my gosh. And I'm like, okay, universe, am I supposed to stay in Turkey? Is like, what's going on that like huge amounts of money. Yeah. And I had two other things happen with some airplane tickets coming up. There's two trips I need to take where mm-hmm. it's way more expensive than I was expecting it to be. And so I'm like, okay, am I being tested? about just like letting money flow or am I being so focused on worrying about it that law of attraction, what you focus on expands. So mm-hmm. boom, boom, boom. Right. Um, or is it because I didn't have my oil? <laughs> 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 Seriously, I'd be curious. Like, right. These kind of things happen in real life. Like the, what you don't want to happen happens. Do you have any, right. like any idea what's going on with that? Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I doubt that it's because you didn't have your oil, but, um, (laughs) I don't know. I mean, I, my first thought when you said that you missed your flight was there was something about divine timing. Like, you know, if you had been on your flight three days earlier, something would have happened that like there was divine intervention there. Okay. You know what? I, I kind of feel the same way to be not kind of, I feel the same way. And it's really interesting because as much as I was upset at the time, it wasn't about the money. It was more about what if I can't get home? What if there aren't any flights, right? Yeah. It's high season. That was mm-hmm. my, and I already got my PCR test. That was my big concern. Um, so what I thought, so one of my very best friends, like my sister has a one and a half year old COVID baby. And, um, has, you know, not really had a lot of help. She's a lot of work. The baby, her husband works all the time and she was kind of getting at her wits end, which can happen with a toddler. We all, you know, anybody who's a parent knows that. And so I had her come and visit me. And unfortunately I was only going to be able, by the time she could get there, I was only going to be able to give her two days to kind of help her to like really take the burden off and give her a little bit of a break because it's been so long that she hasn't had a break. And I could just tell that she needed it. Mm -hmm. Um, and by me being three days later, it gave me an extra three days, if that makes sense. Yeah. If I had had to leave when I thought I was, we would have never had that time. Mm-hmm. And I felt like she needed it so much. I can't even explain. Like viscerally, I felt like I had to be there for her. Yeah. And so part of me was like, you know what? In the past, I would have spent that much money on a girl's trip for the weekend. Mm-hmm. you know, like keep it in perspective. You just helped one of your very best friends who was at her wits end with her baby and got to bond with this baby in a really beautiful way. You would have never had that time if you're on a flight three days earlier. So, I have goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. So part of me felt like that was it. Yeah. You know, because the divine intervention can go one of two ways, right? It could also be like, maybe something not so great would have happened if I'd been on that flight. Like, right. you know, something like something else would have went haywire. I wasn't meant to come back at that time. But I really think that it was, I was meant to be there for her more than I was meant to be on that flight. Yes. I mean, that sounds to me like one of those angel moments where, you know, the angels just put somebody in your path right when you need them. And you were that angel for her. Yeah. That's basically the words that she gave me. She called me when I got home. She's like, you have no idea how much I really did need that. I, I wasn't even comfortable telling you how much I needed it. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was actually really beautiful. And I'm really glad that I did stay and I'm over it now, but it didn't feel good at the time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Okay. So anyway, thank you for that. Um, just sharing a little bit because you know, real life happens and it's really like how we react, right? We can't control Mm -hmm. a lot of the stuff that happens, but we can control how we react. Absolutely. To let it really upset us and like, you know, go down that rabbit hole or we can let it flow through and let it go. And real world is we get upset. We're human, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm even as a spiritual teacher and an energy healer, as much as I live in the moment and try to let it go, I have triggers too. And this was one of them. Yeah. I had a moment, but I was very quickly, to be honest, able to turn it around and almost, cause I, then I told her, but I was like rushing to the gate. I called her. Oh my gosh. And then she, and I was like, no, no, no. I think this is a blessing. I wouldn't have been able to just help. Like I was able to switch it that quickly in my mind. Mm-hmm. Like, if I had left three days ago, I wouldn't be able to help you. And that was worth it. Like, that's so worth it. Like, yeah. and, you know, um, but it is, it's important to let those emotions kind of flow through because what happens happens. We can't change it, especially when it's already happened. Right. You know, it's like, okay, so we don't want to like wallow in it. We want to be in the present and enjoy our life. Mm -hmm. We got to get ourselves out of that rut sometimes, Um, which I'm guessing is why people come to see you for this because they want to be living a happy, authentic, balanced and alignment life. And they can't figure out why they're not. Yeah. They can't figure out why they're anxious or depressed or have a, a, you know, chronic pain somewhere. I think that's really interesting. You had heavy periods that were like debilitating and then you did a session of this and all of a sudden your periods were down to nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was incredible. Like I called the girl like, Oh my gosh, you're never going to believe like what's happening right now. And yeah, Yeah. I mean, it's, it's amazing. I think probably my favorite, um, Uh, your, for some reason, your microphone, I don't know if you did anything different, but all of a sudden it sounds different. Oh really? Yeah. That's so weird. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't touch anything. Okay. Well, hopefully it's good. It, okay. it sounds different, but hopefully it's recording fine. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, I think probably my one of my favorite um, sessions that I've ever done was for my husband who had this like deep-seated belief that men don't cry. And like to the point where, you know, his mom gave us like his old schoolwork and everything from when he was a kid. And we found a story that he wrote that literally said the entire family cried except the dad. And I was like, oh my God, like this goes back so far for you. And we did the session and he cries at everything now. Like (laughs) reading Harry Potter to my kids, you know, I mean, just all the little things will just like trigger him. And he's like, you know, you broke me. And I'm like, I healed you, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Which I mean, you know, I, I don't see it that way. Like, you know, I just help facilitate you healing yourself. Um, That's really what it is. But um, I love that you said that you facilitate people healing themselves because we all have this ability, but not everybody knows how to use it. So you're, another way of showing people how to do it. There's a lot of different ways, you know, to do it. And this is another way. So anybody listening, like if this is resonating with you, it's for a reason, you know, Mm -hmm. for some people it is, um, hypnotherapy for some people it's Reiki for some people it's seeing an energy healer. And for some people it's going to be, this It's like ancestral trauma and, you know, ancestral healing for whatever it's from. Um, well, this has been so great. Like, I've really enjoyed having you on. I feel like we're just scratching the surface yeah. um, of this. Is there anything else that you would like to add about generational um, mapping or ancestral healing? 
Um, you know, I think the, the coolest part for me is that not only are we healing you, you know, the person who comes in for a session, but we're also healing this for every generation that goes back to the original point of trauma, as well as for generations going forward. So I really see this as like the most beautiful gift that you can give your loved ones in that, you know, healing yourself is also healing them. So you are, you know, helping all of the people who came before you and you're stopping this for those future generations. You're preventing them from having to deal with all of these emotions that, you know, and limiting beliefs and disease that, you know, whatever it is. Um, that could potentially come up for them as well. So um, it just, it's such a beautiful cycle. And I really believe that we are here. If you're listening to this right now, you are here to help stop those cycles and to help break that for your family and not just for your specific family, but this is like for everybody, you know, for the universe. Exactly. Um, When we heal ourselves, we heal the world. Um, so it really is just such a beautiful gift, um, you know, to, to be able to do the work. And this is also something, you know, a lot of people at the start of their session will say, you know, oh, I'm nervous and, you know, whatever. And really there's nothing to be nervous about. Um, this isn't the type of thing where we are, you know, you're going to sit there and relive all of your past traumas and, you know, have nightmares about it, you know, all the things um, that can really be almost a traumatic way of healing um, by having to relive all of that. You know, we just talk about, okay, these are the emotions that come up. And usually people say, oh, yep, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. I see that in my mom. I see that in my grandpa, you know, whatever it is. And we clear it. And, um, you know, people process it in different ways. So some people, we say the magic words and they open their eyes two seconds later and say, okay, let's move on. And other people will, you know, have visions or have, um, you know, feel tingles or warmth or feel a release or, um, you know, some people like their bodies will physically move and they have to like physically unwind the emotions from their tissue basically. Yeah. Um, you know, so when you did it with me, you, the magic words, um, is that something that you can say again? Do you have that in front of you or is it something, you know, um, yeah, so, uh, I put my hand over like an example, like maybe my heart chakra and I uh-huh. closed my eyes and then you said something, mm-hmm. we give an example of magic words. Yeah. So, um, okay. I have you like, like still open right here. So, okay. Um, the magic words would be, I would ask that the affirmation of Ylang Ylang oil, which helps release addictions and emotional trauma from my heart. Uh, oh gosh, now I'm blanking on it. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, no worries. <laughs> I know I'm putting you on the spot here. when it's not a real session. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, I would ask that the affirmation of Ylang Ylang oil, which helps release addictions and emotional trauma from my heart, would be charged into your energy field with whom it started and when and where it started, bringing it forward through all generations of time with its original power and authority to renew the energy field. Set and run. Okay, I love that so much. Will you say it again? Yeah. Because I think it's really interesting. So I'm sitting there, I have my hand over the chakra, my eyes are closed. And I do, I remember, I just started like making these like concentric circles with my body and I got really, really warm. 
So again, this is just kind of like a generic example, but just read it again because maybe a little slower. Okay. I would ask that the affirmation of ylang ylang oil, which helps release addictions and emotional trauma from my heart would be charged into your energy field with whom it started and when and where it started, bringing it forward through all generations of time with its original power and authority to renew the energy field set and run. That's great. I just think it's nice for people to have an example of what is in the session. It's very Mm -hmm. crisp. I think it's very easy. It's very straightforward. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect either. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, am I going to find out that my great grand, my great, great, great grandfather was stabbed in battle? No, it was nothing like that. It was like, this is the emotion that's coming. This is what generation it's coming from. And this Mm -hmm. is how we're going to heal it and release it. And it was great. It was not traumatic at all. It was very straightforward. It was very empowering. You know, um, when we went through the, I think the six that for me that we did three or four of them, I felt like a little warm when it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, but I felt something for all of them, you know, and you said, maybe you'll feel something. Maybe you won't. It doesn't matter if you do or don't like, if you don't, Mm -hmm. don't think nothing's happening. It's still happening, you know? And sometimes you do feel it. Um, but it, it was a really, uh, a very easy session. And I left that totally functional with my day, had a great, it wasn't like I needed to go to bed and I was wrecked for three days, like some, you know, right. which, you know, I'm, things can always happen of course, but it was a very, um, very therapeutic, very straightforward, um, very effective treatment. Like I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really yeah. enjoyed and, it. And, I mean, there are occasionally, um, you know, people who will feel it afterwards, like, you know, maybe just feel the need to ground afterwards, or I helped one little boy. Um, and his mom said that he had a low grade fever for a couple hours afterwards and, you know, needed to take a nap. So there are occasionally instances like that, but it's not common. You know, usually people I did do a grounding. I'll be again as an energy Mm -hmm. healer. So I'm a little different than the average person because I'm a healer and intuitive myself. Um, you know, I'm clairvoyant, clairsentient. I do a little channeling myself. So I am able to tap in, but this Mm -hmm. was not in my wheelhouse. So I really just let you drive the train and it was, it was really wonderful, but I did do a grounding. I don't remember if you suggested it. You probably did. I did do a grounding Mm -hmm. and I did swim in the sea. So, which is kind of the equivalent of taking a nice shower, Epsom salt bath or something. Cause water is so important. I feel like, right. Absolutely. Water. So drink water, be in water, like water is just so important. Anytime you're doing healing. And I do tell people that anytime you try something new, um, whether it is, um, what Meredith does or any of the other guests I've had, or any other healers you come across, never plan anything for the rest of that day. Like give yourself quiet time, a break. Don't discuss it with anybody else for 24 hours, drink a lot of water, get a good night's sleep because you never know how any of these healing modalities are going to affect you until you've done it. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, stay away from alcohol for 24 hours, get a good night's sleep. Don't tell anybody the details of your session until after the 24 hours and then decide if you still want to or not, because sometimes yeah. we're so excited. We want to share, but yeah. you really should let it process and percolate and kind of filter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know that you said that you, uh, you know, we're not medical professionals. This is alternative healing. It's right. very effective. There's a lot of science behind it, but anytime that you have a question, you know, consult your doctor, like you did when you first started this, you know, yeah, You're like I need scientific data and I need to talk to a doctor. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so, and again, the essential oils, um, 
you know, there's a lot of in that I'd love to have you back on the show and maybe just talk about essential oils because there's so much there as well. Yeah, that would be great. Okay. Wonderful. Um, well, do you have anything else that you want to say or any questions for me or any little last bits? I can't believe the hour went so fast. I know. Right. (laughs) Um, it always seems to, um, I don't know. I think, you know, we, we covered a lot. We Um, did cover a lot. Um, maybe plug where people can find you now. I'll put everything in the show notes. So people, when you're listening to the podcast, go to the show notes and there'll be links to her website and her Instagram, but go ahead and just tell people who are listening. Yeah. So my Instagram is Meredith Rubin Daniels. Um, Rubin is with an E, not an I. And, uh, I also have a, a Facebook page that's soulful wellness with Meredith Rubin Daniels. And my website is soulful-wellness.com. So soulful-wellness.com. Yes. If you're interested in having a session with me, you can book it on there. Um, And I would be so honored to work with anyone who's interested. That's great. And the first time when we did our session, I was in Turkey and you're in Missouri. So Uh like this podcast is over 80 countries, Um, wherever you are, you can book a session with her on zoom. It's great. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Wonderful. Well, I end every show with a mantra or a positive affirmation. And I love to ask my guests if they have something that they like to say. And so I did ask Meredith as well. And I thought it was a lot of fun what you had. It was something we haven't done before. So why don't you say it once and then we'll say it three times together. Okay. So um, this was actually something that I learned um, from an oil person. So that's just kind of a fun little side note, but I like to say I am happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. I love that. So the mantra on this show is really more of a positive affirmation. And I want you guys listening to write it down in a sticky note. Remember what it is. Say it three or four times in a row to yourself several times a day through the next week. Cause we want to plant those little like default positive seeds in our minds always. So yeah. this is a great one for that. So let's say it together a little slowly mm-hmm. three times. All right. All right. Let's do it. Okay. I am, I am happy, happy, healthy, wealthy, wealthy and, wise. and wise. I am happy, happy healthy, healthy, wealthy, wealthy and wise. I am happy, happy, healthy, wealthy, and wise. I love that. Uh, Who doesn't want to be happy and healthy and wealthy and wise? Right. (laughs) Kind of all encompassing. (laughs) Exactly. 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 Well, thank you again, Meredith, for being on You Lost Me at Namaste. You're an absolutely delightful guest. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed my time with you. And I hope everybody who's interested in ancestral healing looks you up because it can be very impactful in people's lives. Yes, absolutely. I hope to connect with all of your listeners soon. Thank you. Well, that's it for this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. Know that you are worthy. You're enough. You're born for a reason and the universe needs your gifts. I'm your host, Michelle Schoenfeld. And until next time, namaste. Namaste. (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of You Lost Me at Namaste. If you liked it or you like this podcast in general, please take a moment and share the love by dropping me a review, giving me a rating, or sharing it with your friends. The more love and light we can spread, the better our world will be. 
Thank you, and until next time, namaste.